So I'd like to talk about the 2005 movie Kaneda, if I can, and I can because I, well, I am, I am talking about it right now. And there's, this review is uh, the 171st uh, re- movie review of my movie review series, of which you can go to movies.myamerica.ca. That's movies.myamerica. It's a Canadian website, but of course the, the uh, content is 100% American, although except for this content, which is I'm talking about a, a Greek film, of course, directed by the the uh, auteur, the auteur, Yorgos Lanthimos. And it was written by Yorgos Lanthimos and his, another Yorga, another some Yorgos named Yorgos Kakanikis. Uh. And this is it. This this movie uh, is interesting for me to talk about, and I'm excited to talk about it more so than normal because it, w- it I watched it at the kind of the perfect right time. And uh, you say, well, what, what does that mean? The perfect right time? Because you know, I've kind of it was I was watching a lot of horror films recently. I watched Hereditary. I watched The Suspiria. And then I was watching a lot of this uh, Joe Dorowski characters films, which were just like, Wah, you know, and it's just, I needed, I needed this movie in my life. And it was really, I, you know, I almost want to say shocking to me. And it's, and it's sort of uh, made me think about the early works of Yorgos Yanthimos in an entirely new light, really. Uh, especially movies like Alps and Dog and Dogtooth. Uh, Alps is one that I gave a 7.240. So I, I think I like this better than Alps. So I'm just trying to think about uh, ranking all of this guy's movies because I, I love I love these guys this guy's movies. Like you know I I I think I need to re-rank them, and I think we're going to do that right now. So this is going to be a two-fold episode, actually a triple-fold episode because I want to talk about the movie uh, itself. But I also want to talk about a few other things, and, and, and one of them being how I uh, – there's three things. So we're going to talk about just the movie in general. What is Kaneda? What is it all about? We're going to talk about my personal experience watching Kaneda, which was interesting, to say the least. And then C, we're going to do this. C being – actually, I should have done this in reverse order, but nonetheless, uh, we're going we're gonna to reorder my rankings. And I've been doing this recently with these little arrow things. We're actually going to downgrade – no, we're not going to downgrade anything. Forget that. I'm going to upgrade to a nine. Yeah, I'm going to give it a nine now. I'm actually going to do a big upgrade on Dogtooth because the more I think about Dogtooth and the more I think about just this guy's films in general, um, I I I think I underrated them really too because I think I you know Dogtooth might be a classic. A true, a true, true classic. Uh, I, I liked. I still think. I, if I'm doing a ranking episode, and I plan maybe to do a, a little bit of a uh, kind of official ranking episode of all of these guys' films now that I've kind of caught up and I've watched them all. And I, I can recommend too one other thing because the reason why I really kind of stuck with it and, and, and made sure I watched uh, this first movie, Kaneda, and I might be pronouncing that wrong. I actually don't know what that word means. Uh, so let's let's do that first. But I, uh, as I Google this, I. Listen to a WTF uh, Mark Mark Maron uh, episode where Yorgos is on uh, Mark Maron's podcast. I don't really listen to that podcast too often anymore. I uh, what does this mean, Canetta? Yeah, um, I'm like I'm having a hard time with uh, Google Translate. Let me see this Google. 
Anyway, listen to the episode with Mark Marin and, and Yorgos Lanthimos because it is good. If you like Yorgos Lanthimos, uh, you, you know, I can really recommend it. The one thing that struck me, though, was that that it, this movie, Kaneda, was, was a movie that – because Mark Marin had wat- gone and watched all this guy's movies, and he hadn't been able to find this movie, Kaneda. And he was sort of – they talked about it for like an odd amount of uh, time. And – it was just interesting to me that they gave it so much. Yeah, I why the hell does this word mean? It's not, I'm in Google Translate and I can't even figure out what. I, so I, this is a mystery, but maybe this is kind of a perfect title for this because, or maybe it's just one of the characters' names. I honestly, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I'm looking at the cast here. I I, I love. All right, so I'm kind of all over the place with this review. I n- understand that, and I apologize. Let's just let's just kind of regroup here and start talking about this film. Uh, I, I I am like instantly uh, intrigued now, even more about the title of the film, because there isn't a lot to to find out about the the film. So I think we'll start there. We'll just start there with the, the the what what is this film? How can one watch this film? These are all very interesting things to me. It's really not anywhere, but. If you just if you just Google the word Kaneda, the first result or the second result is the fact that the entire movie, uh, the ent- the one 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 hour and thirty three minutes of the movie, is on YouTube and it's not the best file. Uh, there was some comments in on the YouTube clip about uh, is this the real resolution? I mean, I think obviously it's a it's a lesser resolution. I think it's only four eighty p, p- uh, pixels. MP4 upload and it is uh you know shaky cam but I think that's just the movie I think the movie is just very lo-fi and, and they didn't have a lot of like uh you know there's just 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 the, this, the camera is pretty much almost all handheld for the most part maybe there's a couple um, uh, tripod shots and you know, it's more but a lot of it's just handheld because it's, it's I think that's I actually liked it I like the camera work in this film I like the look of this film a lot and uh. So my how I came to watch it was I knew it was on YouTube, but I was like, well, I can't get it with the English translation. The YouTube clip that is currently still online as of right now, and I'm recording this in March of 2019, is uh, is in Italian subtitles. So the, mo- the movie is, in, is a Greek-language film, and it is subtitled in Italian – I guess from uh, – I think it's a, an Italian television. Maybe a ton, uh, my guess is it's an Italian c- cable television rip. Someone ripped it off of that at a low resolution and put it on YouTube. And so you, it's, it's got the hard-embedded Italian subtitles. I was able to find an English subtitle file. But the thing about this was – and this was one of the weirdest and actually strangely rewarding – film watching experiences that I can recall having and I it, it, I would have never assumed this but the English subtitles were playing off kilter with the actual movie so when the movie started and there was some dialogue I would be getting what the character said 10 15 seconds after so I'd see the Italian subtitle which was hard hard copied into it and then the the downloaded subtitle file which I added to added to it uh and you can do this in Plex or VLC, you know, just not to get all too geary with the, the the text side of how one how I do how this one how one would do this, but you know, I, I go to like Subscene. There's a bunch of like websites. I think Subscene is S U B S C E N E dot com, I believe, 
is the one that I found to be the most reliable in terms of getting accurate subtitles. Uh, so I, I, I download the file. I got the subtitles. They were they were delayed, but I was like, well, I'm not going to maybe find a better way to watch this, so let me just try it. And as the movie went on, the delay in in between what I was reading, what they were saying, uh, what I was watching, what was happening on the screen, and then what, when I would read the dialogue back to me in English was got longer and longer till the till the end. I was reading things that happened about. Um, 90 seconds, maybe even two minutes earlier. So a scene would unfold, there'd be dialogue, and then another scene would start happening, and then I'd have to read the dialogue from the previous scene that was already finished. And it was fascinating because it was like I was watching two things at once. So it was like I was like out of my body, like reading about something, reading the dialogue of a scene I just watched happen. And what, adding another level to this is that the actual uh, – was actually happening in the film is that almost all of the dialogue there's very there's actually very little dialogue in this whole 90 minutes it's it's just it's very sparse the movie's extremely sparse and what ended up happening is that uh, you know a lot of the dialogue is that is 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 describing uh what actions to do it's and I'll let me read the plot line this is the one sentence descriptor that I've kind of found, I guess, is the tagline or the official description of the film. It's, at a Greek hotel in the off-season, a chambermaid, a man obsessed with BMW cars, and a photo store clerk attempt to film and photograph various badly reenacted struggles between a man and a woman. So it's it's a very, it's a, that right there, that, I, that that is just like comical because that, that one sentence in, in a way, has more information than the entire movie has in terms of uh, what it's doing visually. Uh, but uh, so a lot of a lot of the dialogue, I would say, most of the dialogue in this film is related to that. In so much as it's one of the characters relaying to another character what they're supposed to be doing when uh, in the reenactments of these struggles. So one of them is filming it, and then one of the uh, the older man would just be like, um, you know. And he grabs her, and he pulls her arm, and then so I would, but I, I so I would see this happening. I'd hear them talking, speaking in Greece, in Greek, and uh, then I would read it in English later. But but the fact is, the dialogue was just their action. So it was like you almost could have, you almost didn't need the dialogue. There's there's some there's some scenes where where it is giving you a little bit more, um, you know, uh, what do you want to call it, uh, extemporary, extemporary. <laughs> information i guess i don't i don't know uh but i man i love i love this movie and it fit in so well um i don't think that's the word i was looking for anyway maybe maybe it is maybe that works i'm, I'm uh, neither here nor there I, I think this is this episode i think we're going are you enjoying this review of kineta and my experience watching kineta and how how odd it was for me that's the first level of this is that it was such an odd experience having to um, read things that had already happened, and it was just like I was I was fa I was drawn in. I, I felt more in, in, engrossed by this movie than I have in a, in a long time, and I, I think it really plays to the fact that I've been watching, I've been catching up on all these quote unquote great movies, but from on a personal level, I you know I have to stay true to who I am and what I appreciate, and I I just I think this guy's a genius. I I think this guy's an absolute absolute genius. And I'm so glad that I watched this film because it, it tied together almost all of his uh, movies pre The Favorite, honestly. I, I think you can look at them on a string here and you can see uh, Kaneta. 
I'm going to make sure I get the right order because I'm pretty sure I know that, but I just want to make sure I pull it up here. Uh, his filmography. Kaneda, 2005. Dog Tooth, 2009. Alps is 2011. The Lobster, 2015. And Killing of a Sacred Deer. So, you know, we'll, we'll talk about ranking, but I think all of those... One, two, three, four, five. There's five films, and I think the favorite is different. And I think the favorite's his best film, to be honest with you. I think it's his, it, it's his best looking film, and it's it's a different film. It's such a departure. And I it I want to go you know you can go back and listen to my review of the favorite specifically, but it's it's such a departure for the Yorgos Lanthimos uh, style in terms of how dialogue. And it's the one film he hasn't written yet, so he's moved on to you know. Uh, now we're working on films that he was not the writer of, but it certainly has his stylings all over. But just from a dialogue standpoint, the those five films are about acting in a weird way. I think I, I see this thread about how we're always acting in life, like life is an act, and and Kinetta to me brought that all home in a, in such a like a wonderful way because it was like it was the beginning thread for this, right? It was just like oh yes, I see it now. I kind of saw it. Because seeing the genesis of something like that, and then and then knowing having already seen the other films, and it makes me want to rewatch them all right now. I mean, honestly, I, I could rewatch all of his movies. I I, I think he's that good. I, and so so I'm going to be upgrading all of these scores. I think uh, is what it comes down to. Well, not not maybe not. Uh, I think we'll leave the favorite and the lobster where they are for now. But just in terms of what I how I look at films. I have this this idea that in my s- weird scoring system that anything over a 9.5 is uh, considered an all-time classic. And I, I kind of feel like m- uh, several of these films, most notably the favorite, The Lobster, but maybe Dogtooth even. Because uh, 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 now the, when I think of Dogtooth as sort of uh, of the early Greek uh, Greek language films, that's certainly the one that stands out to me as just is just this is kind of uh, it's so powerful and 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 it's what it's about and the subject matter and it's kind of horrifying and I feel like that's the of, of the of the early ones that one has a chance to to make it above I think killing of sacred deer I, that again I want, I'd love to rewatch it right now I'll probably leave that scored where it is but I am going to upgrade dog tooth pretty significantly here I'm going to actually upgrade it to uh, a nine point. So we're going to give Dogtooth from a 8.779. The dog, he goes to 9.139. We're going to move it up all the way. We're going to upgrade uh, Dogtooth uh, to, uh, uh, into the nines. And like I said, down the line in, in a 10, 20 years, we'll we, we re-look at all of these things. I, when a movie first comes out, it's hard to immediately put it into that classic territory, uh, even though I feel like there's a good chance that several of these films will get there. But I didn't do that with Phantom Thread, which I not, the more I think about that, I mean, how do I not put uh, a, a Paul Thomas Anderson movie in this prime, essentially, into the... And that's Phantom Thread's going to be in there. I mean, it's sort of like dumb that I initially put it at a 9.2. But this I like giving myself... The option to to up uh, up these or down these as I go because it's you know your chance you know there's not a couple other movies just just unrelated to this episode and what I'm talking about now but I'm looking at my list here and I got to get this compiled compiled so that the um, archive is is you can play all of these at once right now it's a little bit uh, in disarray 
I'm searching for some files that I know where they are, but they're I'm, they're eluding me. I have so much media that I've going through that it's been a little little difficult uh, go. But um, for instance, well, some of the really early reviews I, d- I did were for uh, like scanners and the Brood. I, I, the I, more I think about those movies, I gave them low sevens. They're like they they would I, they're movies I want to rewatch right now. So to me, that, 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 that I was too low on them for sure. Like they don't they have no business being down there. But we'll address that at a different time. Uh, but for now, let's just go through the, this before we finish up by talking about a little bit more about the actual movie Canada. I'll just do this re-ranking thing as uh, one of the things I mentioned I would be doing on the show today, which is what I'm doing right now. And uh, the Killing of Sacred Deer, I'll, Deer, I will leave it 8.805. That might be a little low, but we'll leave it right there. And Alps, I think I've got to put into the 8s because even though I had issues with Alps, I, I think I would have my problem when I watched Alps was I had already watched too many movies of his in a row. Yeah, it's it's way too low. I gave it like a low 7. I'm going to put it at 7. Seven point seven seven nine two, so Alps is going to get an upgrade to seven seven nine two, and those are the two really big ones. I think I'll leave everything else the way they are because I think I have uh, the lobster and the favorite are both very high, and they're both into the nine point two. So I think I'll leave them there. What did I say? Nine point one three. So yeah. So where does Kineta fit into this? That's that's the next step here. And Kineta to me is in that high eight territory. It's it's a little you know it's the low fineness of it. I think is is something that will hold it back from ever being. But it's 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 such a good first idea to me uh, that I have to you know. And when I do, if I if and when I do this uh, ranking episode of all his films, these will these are all again subject to change. But um, For now, I'm going to put Kineta at, yeah, Kineta, where is it going to go? Let's talk a little bit about the movie while I think about this. Let me just break it down for you. What are you watching on the screen here? Well, I'll read that description one more time because it's just one sentence long. At a Greek hotel in the off-season, a chambermaid, a man obsessed with BMW cars, and a photo store clerk attempt to film and photograph various badly reenacted struggles between a man and a woman. So it's... Like I said, again, the setup of acting, life as acting. Alps does. Alps is the closest one, I think, in terms of straight up what is the most similar narrative structure to this film. Although I feel like the way that these movies are, the actors are instructed to, to act is all very similar. And it's very stilted and very just like, uh, it, it's it's almost like they're, it's, bad, it's bad acting. Like that's the thing about the lobster that I think people can't get past in the killing of a sacred deer to a certain extent is that this acting just doesn't seem like good act it's, it doesn't seem like a real life you know it's a, it seems like an act so it's like but it's it's so clearly done on purpose to me that's sort of genius like that's the one thing that i love about his films is that he's the, these early films and i think it's cool that I, I thought it was awesome that the favorite didn't go in that direction that that the that style was sort of just like abandoned so i mean i'm interested to see that he's going to now Maybe maybe work on some other ideas as a filmmaker because he's already kind of has this five film uh, uh, 
grouping that you can kind of just dissect at and go back and look at and, and be like, well, what is this really trying to say? And I think it's super interesting. And, you know, this being a first, you know, I, you know, I don't want to get, there, there's really not too much to say about this film. I mean, the, some of the, some of the more in funny, like the, I thought it was like oddly funny because this chambermaid character keeps getting injured as they do these, like they're doing, they're acting, but she keeps getting actually injured doing these recreations. And it's just like, there's something, there was something hilarious to me about that. Like they're just doing this for some reason, which is like never really clear, like why they're doing it. Like that's the motivations for a lot of his characters is, is always just very vague. And, and, and I think that's really interesting. And, uh, I, I just, yeah, I don't want, I'll leave it at that. And this is a movie to check out. If you want to watch it the way I did, it, it was a unique experience. I would give the experience a 9.5. It was a classic watch movie ex- watching experience for me personally. I just I loved it so much. I w- would go back and it, it's I, I, the parameters of how it came about. And eventually, I'd love I'd love to get a DVD copy of this mil- movie and watch it like with actually uh, a better definition on like a big TV and you know with the synced English subtitles. But as just a unique kind of uh how it fell in my lap watching experience it was it was uh unparalleled i gotta give this a score i'm I'm kind of beating around the bush here the really the the only question remains does it does it it's definitely in the eights does it does it go higher than the killing of a sacred deer you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna give it the old number which was previously occupied by dog tooth i think that makes a lot of sense here I will give it 8.779 on the scale, just below, literally just below, The Killing of a Sacred Deer on my all-time rankings at Movies.MyAmerica. There you have it, the MySpace, the podcast, movie review segment focused entirely on Kaneda, among other things, in the Yorgos cinematic universe has come to an end, episode 171. Uh, this is part of it. This is sort of the, uh, at a at a turning point in terms of the life of the podcast in general for me. The MySpace, uh, the podcast, podcast. Uh, I've been I, today. I put out an episode six hundred and six. I'm recording this at uh, one forty three and twenty five seconds p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard, of course, here in Philadelphia, March the eighth, twenty nineteen. The episode that came out on the feed today was actually a. More, uh, it was, a f- I think it was 45 minutes long, and it, it, it had a movie review, it had a uh, a sports report, it had some music, it, had, it was a v- more of a variety show, and so I'm going to start putting movie reviews inside other episodes along with other sort of features and things like that, so each episode has a bit of a more of a eclectic variety show feel, and uh, but we're not going to stop doing these, these movie reviews because I love doing them, uh, I love them so much, they're such a... I was going to do a chef kiss. My favorite passion of mine is watching these movies, and uh, I'm not going to stop. Uh, I'm glad I completed this. I'm really, 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 really glad that I went back and I did this Yorgos uh, completion. I completed the Yorgos ch- challenge, and now I've cured uh, ALS or something. I don't know. No, uh, what? Um, that's all I got for you today. Again, the David Lynch episode, which I've plugged and, and talked about a million times where I'm going to do like a whole big thing. I can only say that I'm working on it still. It's been a bit of a more of a labor of love than I thought it would be, and a little more difficult. I thought I'd have by the end of March, uh, end of February. Here we are, a week plus into March, and it's still not ready yet. But hopefully that'll be out soon. And if that if that goes well, I might do a, Yor- a Yorgos one because uh, I I have completed and reviewed all of his films as well. 
There you have it. Episode 171 of the Movie Reviews is over. Go in peace. <laughs>